It's time for the What in the Podcast. Tonight we have someone very familiar to our loyal listeners. Her name is Karma Wild, and she is what she calls a paranormal tourist. She goes to graveyards, takes pictures around her house, things like that, all in the name of the paranormal. Tonight she's talking about an organization that she's put together called P4, which is Paranormal for the Missing and the Lost. We're going to have her on, and she's going to tell us all about it, and hopefully we'll get some more information on that, and just sit back and have a nice chat with Karma. Welcome to episode 76 of... What in the podcast? Begin audio transmission. Welcome to the What in the podcast with your hosts, Kent Whittington and Adriana Mito. And Tracy Lynn Hernandez. Hello and welcome to the What in the Podcast. Um, tonight, we talked last week, we, we have a guest tonight. Um, our good friend Carmel Wild is joining us tonight. And she's going to talk about something that, as far as I know, is unprecedented. Wouldn't you agree? I would. Okay. You want to tell us about it? I've formed a group, and it is called P4. Uh huh. That's the letter P dash the number four. What it stands for is Paranormal for the Missing and the Lost. Right. We're a group of paranormal investigators, psychics, gifted people, um, researchers. We've got a couple of ex-police officers. We've got some 911 operators. We've got search and rescue. We've mm-hmm. got squatchers. Okay. We have got everything for the whole gamut of cool. everybody that could possibly participate. And the reason I said it's unprecedented is because of what you have. I mean, normally in an investigation situation like this, if they have a psychic, it's one usually, maybe two. Um, mm-hmm. You don't get the squatcher so much, you know, and uh, mostly it's police, search and rescue. And the like, but very little. Well, let me just let me just say one thing. Squatchers mm-hmm. are excellent for search and recovery because these guys and gals are always out in the woods. They're never on the path. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that terrain better than them. Mm-hmm. True. No, I, I would agree with you completely on that. Um, you know, I would call them a huge asset in that regard, but. Yes. You really don't see that during a police investigation when somebody goes missing. And no. um, I think it's a wonderful idea, personally. I think everything that you're doing so far is a wonderful idea. Um, so, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> yeah, everybody laugh. It's okay. Um, so, how did you bring the group together, Karma? How did, how did, this, how did this blossom? Okay, so several years back, um, three or four, I noticed an article about a missing couple in the PD, P-E-E-D-E-E, 
region of South Carolina, which is the Midlands down to the coast. Okay. And uh, there was a couple that were found dead. They were shot and left in the woods. They've never been identified. And we're talking 1976, I believe it is. Okay. And when were they recovered? And, pardon? I'm sorry. They were recovered, you said? They were found. Yes, they were found. How long were they out but there? They were never. They weren't out there very long before they were discovered. Okay. But they've never been identified ever. Right. Okay. I think I understand now. So, so um, that began an odyssey of just, you know, looking, you know, missing females from the PD region. And it started me on a course of, I noticed that all this group of women, 24 total, who had striking similarities between them. And they all went missing through... Uh, what I call the void. It's uh, an area mapped out by certain highways. Mm -hmm. All of them were found off of these highways, or were, went missing off of these highways. Okay. Um, almost all of them had short to shoulder length hair, piercings, tattoos, drug abuse, um, you know, something of that nature. In addition, they all went missing after dark. Mm -hmm. And not one of them, all about the same age group, same build. All of them are small to light, uh, between four foot nine, I believe it is, or four foot ten or eleven to five foot four. Okay. Um, the average weight is about a hundred pounds. They had just so many remarkable um, similarities in victimologies. Right. And I also noticed that I started mapping it out, and not one of them went missing on a Tuesday night. So okay. I, I've never been able to figure that out. Uh, we'll be working on that. But um, all of them went missing from towns that have RV sites. Um, none of them have been found. Uh, one, maybe one, Din Dale Dinwiddie, I believe, was found. Okay. But um, the rest of them, they're gone. And we are talking about all the way back to 1977. Okay. So now. That, and I posted a video of that talking about that. And that's what started this whole thing. Okay. Um, so now. You got all this going on. What made you decide that you wanted to take an active role besides the fact that you, that, well, you know, you want them found. I do want them found. I believe that every person needs to come home. The mm -hmm. families need closure, right? They need that. That's not something they want. They absolutely need it. Um, so I posted the video of me talking about this place and it got close to a thousand views. Okay. And I thought, okay, so these people want to help. They just don't know what to do to help. And I combined my love of the paranormal <laughs> as well as my desire to look for these people, not just sit on my booty and, and be a web sleuth. I mean, put my boots on the ground and go look. Right. So I thought, well, 
let me just try this. And I invited a few people and there was a tremendous amount of interest. And um, at this point we've got probably 90 people in it, but they're not, this is not a, a tourist, you know, page. This is, these are all people willing to donate their time and their skills and their abilities to help focus on a case at a time and try to actively bring this person home. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you said your boots on the field, basically. Have you actually gone out actively looking for these people then? No, Yourself? Okay. I have not. This is um, putting your boots on the ground in this instance means that I would be going to the location where the young lady turned up missing, papering the town, which is what I call hanging flyers, missing posters, and talking to people. Now, when you do that, you're kicking a hornet's nest. Right. You have to understand that when some of these ladies go missing, the people that made them go missing do not want you to find them. And they, they've already gone extremes, two extremes to get rid of this person. So it's just a hop, skip and a jump to take somebody else too. Right. So knowing that, um, I'm still willing to go forward with it and hopefully, hopefully bring somebody home. Okay. While keeping myself alive too. Right. right. That'd be nice. Yeah. This could get this could get tricky. Yeah, we gotta keep we gotta keep you alive. You know, you're you're a regular on this show now. Well, so I'm, you know, and with that in mind, I have already designated another administrator. Right. Uh, for the group, a second administrator, in case something were to happen to me. I mean, it can happen. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever thinks it can happen to them, but it can. It can happen to anyone at any time. Definitely. But we're thinking positive thoughts. We'll oh, exactly. find people and you'll be safe and we will get everyone back in one piece. That's what we want. But I'm going, I plan on doing this. First of all, I've got uh, divisions and each division has a head. So the divisions that I will be working the closest with will be the psychics and the gifted mm -hmm. and the researchers. But okay. there's also the division of search and recovery, the division of media control, and um, web and tech division. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Still sick. <laughs> so now you're working with the psychic end of it. Um, what what is this involve? Are we talking about a group thought experiment or, you know, not, well, not experiment. That's the wrong word. Um, you know, a group thought project, basically. Um, that would be one of, one of the accurate descriptions of mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. What I am hoping to see done, and Adrienne Hart is in charge of that. She is going to be working closely with all the gifted people in her division. Uh -huh. And they're going to focus on a target or a case. And with their combined abilities, I'm hoping that we can nail this down to <coughs> I'm sorry, say it again, I, I call. I'm hoping that we can nail this down to a close proximity to where this person would be located. Mm -hmm. Now, there's no guarantees ever. But here's my thought process. The cops have already had, you know, multiple years to investigate this. So what can we hurt? 
I don't think it would hurt anything personally. And I'm Absolutely sure, I'm not. Sure, I'm sure the cops have followed all their leads. So you actually have a trail to follow. Not quite. Well, I, I, this is where I'm depending on the psychics. Right. Uh, and the research. So mm-hmm. the research will catch the person, everything we can find about the subject. And then they're going to take it a step further and try and get their last steps. Right. Actually try and find the missing. Right. Well, they're going to try and find out where they went missing from exactly Mm -hmm. and what the circumstances were exactly. Not just because it's going to be very rare that we actually get the police reports. Yeah. I would imagine. Now, when you're dealing with psychics (laughs) and the police, there is not a loving relationship there. Oh, no, no. There is a begrudging relationship. They will turn to a psychic on occasion, but they've never, very rarely, let me say, very rarely have they given any accolades to a psychic. True. I mean, uh, from a police perspective, they don't see a psychic as reliable. Um, yeah, no, they don't. They yeah. see him as charlatans. And I get it. You know, in this yeah. instance, um, a, lot of, a lot of psychics have not made us look very good right now you actually though you have police in the group now i have one who used to be a former detective okay and uh, a former lawyer now is he pretty open-minded when it comes to this sort of thing well yes he he joined the group well yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i'm not gonna go around grab a cop and say hey i want you in this group (laughs) like yeah let's just go ahead and get you catch some wall right there Well, I I can imagine, though, from a police perspective, uh, retired police, maybe he's got a case that he wants solved. He's willing to do anything to do it. He may not believe, but he's willing to work with you. You know, that's that's kind of kind of where I'm coming from there on that. Right. I mean, hey, you know what? Nobody is beyond being helped. Nobody. Right. If you've got somebody that you would like to see found, talk to us. Mm hmm. We're open. We want to do this. We want to help. Definitely. And we're, we're completely volunteer. None of us get paid anything for our time and our efforts. Uh-huh. So this is a completely voluntary group, and it's a lot of talent in this group. Speaking of volunteer, you, you uh, actually started a GoFundMe to get this off the ground. You want to tell us about that? I am. I did. I decided to start a GoFundMe because we need funding to uh, file for a nonprofit status. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a tax status that we would need to get. We need supplies to be able to print missing posters. Um, we need, I've already grabbed a website, I've grabbed the domain, and I am working with somebody that's going to help me develop the website. Okay. And so that part's taken care of. And we need travel expenses to get out to to these places. Mm-hmm. Now, in the cases of the missing, how old are some of these cases? Um, you know, what, the oldest what, what, one we have is over 45 years. Okay. So you are going way back. Sure. sure. But you know what? Um, time doesn't really matter a whole lot in these cases because... I mean, bones don't go away. No. And I'm also thinking from the 
perspective of the dead or the missing, like you said, yeah. they want to be found. They do. Mm -hmm. And in this particular instance, this young lady went uh, missing from her home um, under basically mysterious circumstances. And uh, I recently read an article where her mother and her sister are still hoping to bring her home. Right. That's a whole lifetime to wait and wonder and worry and want. Definitely. And that's enough. I mean, you know what I mean? That That's enough. Mm -hmm. That's a whole lifetime of not <laughs> knowing. And that's agony. So now, have you had any hits? We haven't even begun on that case yet. We started another case, and that seems to be going along. Um, I was contacted by the daughter of a lady who went missing a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. And her daughter just wants her found. That's all. She she suspects that she's, you know, passed. Right. She's working with one of our psychics, and... Um, they seem to be making some headway. He's he's made some really really good progress with her. Good. So at this good. point, they're thinking they're going to find her in the water. Okay. But understand that when we think somebody is deceased, the very first thing that we need to be looking at is Jane or John Doe burial sites in cemeteries. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And we need to compare, you know, their coroner's report with that the decedent that we're looking for or the missing person that we're looking for and see if we can get some matches that way also there's a lot of avenues to explore right and when you're when you're talking about people who are basically um living the street life or the throwaways mm -hmm. it, it's incredibly difficult to find people that dedicate the time to find these people uh -huh. because and I, I understand from the police perspective they get so many missing persons cases it's insane mm -hmm. yeah the, the workload they, is pretty pretty stiff from what I understand right and they, they can't dedicate and devote their whole career some of them do some mm -hmm. some are like, oh, like hey I just want to find this person I promise I would so I mean I get that but there's you know the wheels are in motion, period. There's always a new case. You, know, you can't, you can only give so much time. Right. And especially when you're talking about ladies of the night or you're talking about drug addicts or you're talking about people who um, are notorious for living on the streets. You know, they, they just live those high risk lifestyles. Mm -hmm. They don't have a lot of time to dedicate to that. And I get that. I get that. Definitely. That's where we're coming. Definitely. We do have the time. Right. So now, let's say, for example, you do actually go to these grave sites where you have your John Doe's and your Jane Doe's. What, do what is the process with trying to find out who they are? Well, your first, well, I the mean, first thing I'm, I would have, to, I would think you would have to do, I've not done this yet, would be contact the coroner's office and see if you can get, um, a report on them. Right. And you have to realize that before they bury a Jane Doe or a John Doe, they've done everything they can. Uh -huh. They've tried the dental, you know, the dental match. They've tried fingerprints. They've tried tattoo matches. They've tried piercing matches. You know, they've done all that. 
but they also have all the pertinent so, information, eye color, hair color, stuff like that. Build right. height. They, they, they've got, you know, they've got all this information into, entered into a database. So they enter their end of the information and hope for a, a, something like a fingerprint. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Where it goes through the whole system and it says, hey, I found a match. Okay. So you, you get the information. The next step would be to go to the cemetery, find the Jane or yeah, the John Doe, and then what? Right. Okay. And then, well, after that, I don't really need to go to the cemetery at okay. that point. I mean, I would go to take a picture just to have it. Right. And turn that over to the psychics. But um, somebody buried here could have come from Canada for all we know. Mm -hmm. So it really is a needle in the haystack, but I'm going to immediately try to compare it to, to our missing persons cases that we're working on. Uh-huh. Okay. So you hand it over to the psychics and then they try to get a hit. Right. And I've got research working on it too. So they're going to try and pull it up on their end. Okay. But like I said, before they bury a Jane or John Doe, they, the police, the authorities have all done everything they possibly could to, you know, locate who this person is. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about, say, a juvenile, who the odds are do not have a record, and maybe they were throwaways, so their parents didn't necessarily report them. Uh -huh. So if they're not reported, if, if nobody has a record of this person being missing, then, then nobody's going to be looking for them. This is true. That's the truth. Yeah. So... I feel like I've been cornering the entire conversation. Do you ladies have anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to ask, Karma? No, I'm just listening. Okay. Tracy? Well, I, I, I just want to say that, that, you know, I'm so glad that, that you reached out to me to be part of this group. And me as well. And I lost you, Tracy. Am <laughs> <In> my back? <laughs> Hello? Okay, here we go. Hello? <laughs> I... Uh, I swear, I, I put myself in a zone where it's got five full bars of Wi-Fi. Piece of shoe. But uh, I'm so glad, thank you all, and, and, and honored that you asked me to be part of the group. There and, is and, no way I wasn't going to have you in there. <laughs> I just love you to pieces. <laughs> but, but I want to say, you know, of, of, you know I, I'm part of the, the gifted side. And I have to, to say here in front of everybody, I kid you not. The second that the picture jumped and popped up on my screen that we're we're, we're working as a as a a primer with, I guess is the best way to put it. Now you're talking about the picture that Adrian sent you, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The second that picture hit my screen, I started hearing my name being called by a male voice. Now was this wow. was this a picture of a man or of a woman? It's a picture of a woman. Okay. But I, I immediately had my name being called three times by a male voice in different locations, and there's no one else here looking for me. Well, no, there is. You just can't see them. Well, okay, in my house. In my house. <laughs> right. I, I, th I think what she means, Karma, is that she has her own house ghost, but this was something else. Yeah, this, this is not my grandfather. This is not my stepson. This is not the... the, the the, 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 the strange family, this was someone else's voice. Completely. I wonder if that could be maybe her father or, you know, a, a deceased relative of hers that 
is found you made that connection could be i mean i will work on it more i mean literally i got it and i'm like i can't focus on this right now because we're going to start this recording and immediately i hear tracy and i look around here hello open the door no <laughs> tracy really guys i am here no okay sit down the couch or on the, the bed tracy okay i know you're here somewhere i can't focus right now that's fantastic i'm really 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 looking forward to seeing what um adrian's group is going to be doing Uh but i have very very high expectations because i know the talent in that group so i think oneself all focus your energies on one specific thing that something amazing is going to happen well it sounds like this would be the first one um, I don't care who's first. I just care that you know they get found. Well, no, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you've already got somebody reaching out. Yes, which I think yes. is pretty awesome, yes. actually. You know, and and hopefully down the road, Tracy, you'll get some more information. I hope so. You know, maybe maybe you. I think that once you guys hook up together, once you link up with each other, that the power of that linkage is going to be more than any of us ever expected. You know what you started, Karma? Tracy, you read Jim Butcher, right? These girls found me. Right, right. Let me just make that clear. They found me. Well, they won't let me go. I put them away for three years. Well, no. What, what, I what, tell you, I could not find that file anywhere. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly I found it again, and I was like, okay, here we go. Well, what I, what I mean to say, like what I mean to say is for anybody who reads Jim Butcher, Tracy, you read Jim Butcher, right? No. You don't? Oh, oh Jesus. Not the red list. I got them all. <laughs> Come on over and grab a few. But anyway, in the book, there is actually something that is very similar to what you're doing, and it's called the Paranet. Oh, wow. Yeah. And basically, it's it's um, psychic sensitives, uh, witches of low-level ability that are working in unison to do this the same thing you're doing if i'm missing people uh track objects or people you know stuff like that so it's really it sounds really similar wow that's crazy yeah i can get behind that (laughs) yeah definitely i I don't even know who that person is but um to me this seemed logical Mm -hmm. because i have witnessed so many amazing things since the paranormal found me Mm -hmm. and um there has been times when i wanted to run from it but i've I've stood up and because of that i've developed a deep love and fascination with the paranormal world as well as this terrible aching empathy for the missing go ahead so with those two combined, I've found other people that were like-minded. And um, now we've got this this group, which is only a week old. Mm-hmm. And it's already, everything is falling into place. It's like scattering a puzzle and then just putting it all back together in record time. Oh, definitely. Everybody is going exactly where they need to be in service to these missing people. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen anything like it. 
I've just never seen so many people so willing to give so much of their time to somebody they've never even met. Well, I think that comes from just a general sense of wanting to help people. Right. And if you give people a place to focus their energies on when they want to help, if you give them a role mm-hmm. to devote themselves to during the process, then, you know, things can happen. So now they're not, they're going quickly from, I want to help to, Hey, I'm helping. Mm-hmm. Yep. And <laughs> that was, that was the epiphany I had when I started this group is, Hey, these people really want to do something. They just don't know how to help. So I'm going to tell them how they can help. And they're ready. They are ready. Okay. I'm glad that, you know, I, I looked at the, at the membership list when you were welcoming everybody and it's just for, just for the little bit for that day, it was already pretty huge. Yeah. We've got some, some, Wow, people on that list too. Mm-hmm. People where I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, you want to help? Yes, please do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's um, it's exceeding my expectations, and I just have to say that I feel like when you're doing something right, then. Um, like, I feel like we're doing the work of the angels. Uh-huh. I feel like God is directing us to do this. And and there's several who think the same way I do. When you're on the right track, then everything goes right. Right. So we're headed that way. But, you know, conversely speaking, as I mentioned before, there was a lot of evil done to these people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so the victims, and so there's still the element of evil out there. And so I feel like that's going to come into play somewhere. I can understand that. Part of the strength of the group is that we realize that we're not just helping bring these people home. We're going against evil. Yeah. And that's going to come into play. And some of us are, well, we'll suffer the slings and arrows for that. Yeah, I would imagine you're going to get someone's attention. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to look at it this way. Um, you know that I believe that there are evil entities out there. Right. Or, and we also know that I believe in possession. And I also believe that people commit crimes sometimes under possession. Mm-hmm. So when you've got those kinds of things in play and then you've got people that are working on the side of the angels, there's going to be a conflict. Uh-huh. And I am, um, I don't know how to put this in sound intelligent at the same time, but it's going to be a battle for good and evil. Okay. The people that did this are not good people. We're trying to be good people and correct the damage that was done by these certain individuals. If uh-huh. you know, indeed they did do these acts and they're going to want to stop us. Oh, for sure. 
So that's when we, we stand united. And I just feel like once we're all standing up together, um, it's going to take a bulldozer to knock us down. That's fair to say. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So we're, we were talking about the, the individuals that you have in the group. Um, mm -hmm. So they're comprised of, uh, let's talk about the paranormal end. You've got psychic researchers, mediums, um, sensitives. What else would you Clairvoyance. say? Clairvoyance. We've got clairvoyance. Okay. We've got seers. Uh huh. Um, we've got people, a couple people who don't even know that they're gifted yet. Okay. And um, just from speaking to them, I know that that they are gifted. They just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. So we've got a couple that are going to be developing their talents as they go along. Right. And you've got your other seasoned ones. And um, those are going to end up being the mentors. Uh -huh. Everything will just fall into its own natural place. I've done nothing but put these groups together. So this is not only... Uh a group for investigation, but it's also sort of a mentorship program then? Absolutely. Uh -huh. I mean, when you can put groups groups together like the psychics, you know, the, the paranormal division, mm -hmm. and then you get another group together who in search and recovery or search and rescue, uh, you've got a, a ranger in there, a, a forest ranger you've got somebody who has done several search and recovery or rescues you've got somebody who's an ex-marine and has many ex-marine friends and then you've got the squatchers who i absolutely love for search and rescue mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm seriously i just see them doing all kinds of great things out there well yeah because like you told me earlier they're they're out there all the time they're not on the beaten path, so no. and they know the terrain, so they'll know when something's not right. Right, more much more than I would know. I wouldn't see a depression until I fell into it. <laughs> but they, like me. I know that feeling. <laughs> I was like there a couple of times in graveyards. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> going down, going down. But, sort of shadow. <laughs> I have fallen these sort of shadows before. They remain yeah, you know, in the horizon or whatever you guys do in the woods. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me think here. Tracy, you have any questions for Karma? Um, I, I, I mean, we you, covered, you answered or asked and answered most of the questions. Yeah, we've covered a lot of ground in a short time. I couldn't hear you. Sorry. I said we've covered a lot of ground in a short time. We have. Yeah. I mean, we, we got the, the inspiration. We got the, you know, I just, it's one of those, this is, this is an awesome thing to be part of, in my opinion. And, and I'm just sitting here in awe. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am too, to be honest with you, because I feel like I am touching something inspired. I, <laughs> I don't feel like I started it so much as I just go ahead and I just put it out there. Mm -hmm. It just, it found its own way. I agree. I also am, am kind of 
really happy about the fact that you started this on Facebook for, you know, this Facebook generally is not really a positive website. Definitely not lately. They do tend to bite each other in the back. Yeah. But I but think, they, I think these with, people are all working together in unison. Exactly. It's harmonious almost. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Which again, makes it unprecedented even for Facebook in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> It almost feels like we've got a little divine intervention going on here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that that paranormal united stuff that <laughs> they talk about all the time. Definitely, uh, it's not necessarily true. <laughs> so, but uh, it's certainly seeming to be that way here. Right. So, what is your hope for the future of P four? Oh, P four! I'd love to see go just roll into a movement. Mm -hmm. um, I would really love to just get I, I would like to light the whole world on fire with this uh -huh. um and enough suffering already okay we've all had up to our our eyebrows with the suffering that we've seen in just the last three years but um no arguments it's here it's time that right it's time that we start putting our foot down and saying you know what it's enough no more trafficking our women are not here, you know, to be your victims. Our children are not your. Karma. Karma, are you there? Hello. Oh, there you are. And we're gonna find you. <laughs> we lost you. Sorry, Karma. Can you repeat that last part there? We lost you. So it's time for us to put to put our foot down and say that we're gonna find your victims, and then we're gonna find you. And this is this got to stop. Our children, our women. Our sons, our husbands, our wives, our parents—we're not your victims anymore. Mm -hmm. you know, if you do something, I mean, I can—I can honestly see this group—you know—dropping the hammer on a couple of bad guys. I can see it too. Just just from the just from the strength of banding everybody together, like you have everybody working together for that common goal. Now, right. you're only doing a couple cases at a time, though, right? Right, because we do not want to scatter our focus. Right, you don't want to bog yourselves down. Uh, I, I the whole goal that. is to be hyper-focused. And, you know, if we can't, if we find we just can't do anything with this, mm -hmm. then it will not be forgotten. This person once seen will never be unseen toward it but then we may move on to another case and um you know get to where we can solve cases but never ever ever drop these people to the wayside they've already been dropped go ahead i'm sorry if it takes forever that's mm -hmm. all i want to say if it takes forever okay but but like we said here these people want to be found they do, so, and with the psychic abilities in this group, if there is a way for them to make contact, I honestly believe they will. Mm -hmm. And this is where we completely separate from the police. Right. You want they've to talk about that? They've got the skills. They've got the training. They've got the equipment. They've got the resources. Uh -huh. But they don't have the psychic division. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no such thing as a psychic division amongst the police. Right. I mean, they, they've got everything else working for them. And if we could just get them to recognize that this is a viable way to look for lost people, mm -hmm. 
then, you know, maybe we can change something. Right. But then that's the biggest hurdle. Well, of course it is. If it was easy, it wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. So we really have to undo a lot of damage that's been done. And at the same time, show them the good that can be done. So it, what other people see is a huge hurdle I see as, um, you know, it's no obstacle. It's no big deal. We'll show you. Mm -hmm. So have you had any success yet? Any leads on these well, cases? Well, in the one case there, the, the young lady contacted us. We've gotten pretty far into that one. Okay. I would not be surprised if, um, with the help of another group, um, that specializes in underwater recovery. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if we found this lady. Everything is, is going toward that. I can't ever make a promise. Right. The only thing I can say is that we won't give up. Well, yeah, because right now all you are aware of is that it involves a body of water, but you don't know which body yet, right? Well, we, we have an idea of it, but I'm not at liberty to release any of that information at this point, except for in generalities. That's understood. Right. Oh, yeah, we, so we aren't asking like, you to do that. <laughs> uh, it's an active investigation, sir. That's the best so. way to put it. That's exactly how the police would put it. <laughs> I stole that from the police. Yep. I can't talk about it. It's an active investigation. That's perfectly okay. <laughs> But you but know, yeah, we are, we you are, know me. I'm the media, so you know. <laughs> I got asked. No, I got asked the question. That's another thing. We're not. We're not out here to get famous or, you know, to get our 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 pictures on the cover of a Wheaties box. Right. But you do have <laughs> a media division. Quietly, we do have a media division to control. Right. Uh, we've also got the group is private. Mm -hmm. We've also got a disclaimer that everything that goes on within that group is absolutely copyrighted. So nobody can spin off and profit from any of these people. Right. That is not going to happen. That's good. You know, suffering a loss is enough. They, mm -hmm. Nobody needs to profit from it. Right. Definitely. So that is never, ever our goal. Mm -hmm. No. We just want to quietly work and, you know, achieve our goal the goal and the goal is to find the missing that's right bring yep. them home yep. bring them home and then part of that gofundme we're hoping to be able to eventually um if need be help bury these people properly mm -hmm. if the families cannot be located or if they don't have the resources so now if you find a lead on somebody mm -hmm. The next step would be to contact the police. Well, that's the research division. Okay. The person is heading in. Carmen, um, you just PD, the ASOP. Okay. So, can you repeat that, Karma? You just I'm sorry. We lost you again. Can you repeat that? Oh, I'm sorry. The person who is in charge of the research division is also our police department liaison. Okay. So she's the one that would actively um, speak to the police and ask for a copy of the case, mm -hmm. which they're, they're not always going to be forthcoming. 
Oh, I so, would I would imagine um, not. That's also well, they don't want to release the case because the case file because it's still an active investigation. Right. So without us having the credentials of being law enforcement, then they're not going to hand these things out willy-nilly. So in that case, this is where research comes in. You backtrack. You go through all the initial news stories. You go through the initial first-person reports, um, the missing posters. You go through Q. You go through the Charlie Project. You go through... Um, National Alliance for Missing Children. Um, There's there's all kinds of groups that we can do research through. Okay, that's great. Now, what happens, though, if one of your psychics or mediums get a hit? What would you do then? If they get a hit, Mm -hmm. um, then I'm traveling. Okay. I'm traveling. Um, I... I've always been a person who believes in trial by fire. So uh, they get a hit. I'm going. I've never done search and rescue or search and recovery in the woods. But then, you know, I've already informed the psychic division, the paranormal division, that they would be my guide. Okay. So you would actually go out there on your own without police backup? Why would I need backup? You're right. <laughs> you wouldn't need backup if you're just, if you're just looking I'm, for I'm not for telling the police anything unless I have to. <laughs> and the because, only time you have to is if you um, actually found someone. They're not going to appreciate people stomping on the ground, if you know what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying we're doing anything nefarious. It's just why notify the police when there's nothing to notify them of. Right. Until, yeah, until there is, yeah. I can see this happening right. where, where it happens more often than not, though, eventually. And you right. keep you keep making those trips out, and suddenly the police are saying, "Why is she always there when the bodies are found?" <laughs> yeah, I, I listen. They always blame the one who finds the body. But exactly. Here's the, this is where my paranoia actually comes into play <laughs> because I am tracked through my insurance little disc <laughs> that drives safe and save. So wherever I go, that tracks me. Uh-huh. I am tracked by my telephone. I am tracked by an app on my phone. <laughs> I am tracked by my cameras at home. So I can always say where I've been. Yep. That's, that's so true. I'm, I'll just tell the truth. Look, do you want me to go on the news to say that, yes, a group of psychics led me here and here's the body that you couldn't find for 40 years? No. <laughs> but like, or do you um, just want hey, to take credit I for it? I found this while I was out hiking. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you seriously how many people do that it's like i found this body i was hiking and they're like really yeah really truly <laughs> swear to god well so, i but mean no, they I always mean, look at the one that finds it well so, <laughs> so often so often though people will will search for a body and not find it only to go back and find it in a spot they've already looked yes so many times that happens uh-huh. but i'm saying you have to look in the right spot right you can cover a field 20 times and still miss it mm-hmm but it's like, like with the missing 401 cases, so often that happens. Yes, and it's true. It is true. But um, unlike the man who wrote those books, I'm not, I'm not going to be coy about it. If, you know, seriously, if I thought aliens had abducted these people, I'd be like, hey, man, call the UF people out, UFO people out because uh, we've got a case going here. <laughs> I am not beyond involving anybody right. that could potentially help. I don't care. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there is no ego in this group. And that's something you'll notice. There is no ego. Uh -huh. No one person tries to take credit for anything at all. It's. Uh, <coughs> I would, I would, you know, and I would, I would say it's safe to say that in some cases you wouldn't want to take credit. Well, uh, I don't want to take any kind of credit at all. This is not, again, about me. I don't want to be the face of somebody that's missing. I want the missing person to be the face of the missing. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just a shadow. I'm just back here doing what everybody else is doing, my little bit to help. Mm -hmm. And the person is recovered. And, you know, if I have to <laughs> go down to the police station and... But, you know, it, it's just, this is, that's not what it's about. It's not about fame. It's not about, hey, we want to do a paranormal show or, you know, hey, we want to make a profit off of this. It, it's so not about that. Now, there's too much of that going on right now as it is. That's why there's all that backbiting and fighting in the paranormal world. Uh -huh. Because everybody's trying to be on top and be a star. Well, <laughs> Most, really? I mean, the stars should be the people that are talking to you well, yeah. from the other side. And most of the yeah. stuff you see on TV isn't even real. So, no, so many things. It is fun to watch. Oh, definitely fun. So, fun. Yeah. I enjoy it's it. It's all about the ratings. It's not about what's really going on. No, I mean, really and truly, how many times have you seen um, Ghost Adventures actually really get any evidence? <laughs> Baggins bothers me. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, he's so enthusiastic. And I've never, ever heard of anybody being possessed so many times. I was just about to say that. <laughs> that guy has got to have like 50 people running around inside of him at all times. I don't, know. Maybe? I don't know. If he's possessed all the time, he must have a weak will. That's is all I can say. Is he possessed or is he schizophrenic? Or multiple personality disorder? <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's no, all for profit. I know that. That was my point. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, seriously, there is, I guarantee you, there is a price to pay for making a profit off of the dead. Yeah, I would agree. You may not pay it here, you may enjoy the rewards here, but I sure as hell wouldn't want to be you in the afterlife. No kidding. Uh -huh. And, you know, that's, that's just a flat out fact. I don't believe in profiting from the dead. No, not, and especially in, in your case, because... Yeah, there is no profit to be made. You know, we're trying to go non-profit so that we can get some serious funding. Mm -hmm. And the better we're funded, the more we're able to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to be armchair quarterbacks. We want to be able to do this, get our feet dirty. Right. Get out there and talk to people in those bad neighborhoods and, you know... Um, see what we can get that other people couldn't get. Mm -hmm. The only problem there is with the very old cases is that people die, they move away, their memories fade, um, their memories change. Uh -huh. I, I can, you can gather three people in a room that saw the exact same thing. And when you separate them to get their stories, all three stories will be different. Right. Especially after so much time has passed because recollection is, is not as strong as it was Memory is Early never 100%. On, memory is never, yeah, like you said, dear, memory no. is never 100%. We tend to tilt them to fit our perspective. Right. Yep. The only time to get an accurate, the most accurate memory is immediately after the event. Uh-huh. 
after that, we start putting it together in a way that we can understand it. Right, which is why which remember it. And that's why it's so crucial, at least, you know, when the police yeah, are involved, that, that, you know, all the information that they have, they get it as quickly as they can. So it's still fresh and, and they right. have a better chance. And, of you know, with some of these girls, because of the nature <laughs> of the group that they were associating with, um, you know, people end up dead. Mm -hmm. They end up in jail they themselves turn up missing right so um it, it gets more and more difficult you know the particular case that i'm speaking of that is over 45 years old this was uh, a young girl prepubescent oh i'm sorry she was she was just just over under 16 let me just say that she's under 16. Uh -huh. a good church going girl she was in the church choir and you know, she, she didn't have a boyfriend. She didn't, she didn't do much of anything. She's a small town girl. And suddenly she's vanished. Right. From her home in the middle of the day. Sad. So that's, uh, that's a tragedy. So was, she, was it uh, in uh, a city that she went missing from or more of a rural place? No. A very rural community, very, very small. And in fact, uh, the house that she went missing from her home um, was basically in the country. So this would be an area where everybody knows everybody else. Mostly. I mean, you uh, know, people talk about, oh, we all know each other in this small town. That's never true. Not completely. <laughs> it's never no. true. Nobody no. knows everybody 100%. No, no, no. No, and you don't know anybody 100%. No. You know, a lot of times when these abductions happen, um, it's usually somebody that is known and trusted. Right. It could be, you know, anywhere from a family member to, you know, a community member that's You're high profile. Such nice, quiet people. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry right. Karma. Yeah. Kept to themselves. Yeah. Kept to themselves. Yeah, helped around the yeah. yard work for the neighbors and yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, and and with a lot of these girls, I have a theory mm -hmm. about um, a person, a male, who would work as a work camper. That's somebody that goes into these RV sites and exchanges work for camping at the RV place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I did that is because of the zone where the girls or ladies have all gone missing from um, this. A lot of this is before trafficking is even a thing. Right. I mean, it wasn't even heard of. So um, this person in my mind was, you know, just constantly rolling. He, had, he would have to have a home uh, somewhere in the middle of the zone because they rarely ever hunt outside of, their comfort zone. Yeah, this is true. And these girls, these girl, he wouldn't look. Um, he wouldn't look too strange because the girls, not one of them, was noted to have put up a struggle. But their comfort zone so tends to be further away in, from where they live. Right. I mean, they would have yeah. gotten in the vehicle willingly, thinking this guy oh, I, I yeah. looks pretty safe. Get in. I'll give you a ride home, etc. Yeah. Yep. Right, exactly. Where are you going? You know, blah, 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 whatever. The girls got in willingly. But the problem is, once you're in, 
there's a million ways to keep you from getting out. Right. Oh, yeah. So when they've got you, they've got you. The processing of commercial information is complete. Back to the show. Okay, Karma, I'm going to pull away from the P4 thing for just a little bit and ask sure. you what's going on in your life. Have you had anything paranormal happen lately? Knowing you, it's, it happens oh all God. the time, of course. But <laughs> uh, Let's see. What have I done? Well, I've, I've you know, dubbed myself the paranormal tourist. Mm -hmm. And I, because I've decided I'm, I'm not a psychic. Right. I'm like, I'm not an investigator. I really suck at that, but I am a tourist. So I go out and I just videotape these graveyards and strange places I like to go to. Well, I disagree. Yeah. You, you catch a lot of footage. I know, but that's just like crazy. That's just like any tourist. <laughs> I take pictures and video and sometimes I catch things, but I did find a truly fascinating graveyard. And um, it's abandoned, and the church is abandoned, uh -huh. and it has been for a long time. But that place has got anomalies like I've never seen. Like what? Um, part of, okay, so um, I was documenting, and it's a small graveyard, very small, maybe less than 30 graves. Okay. So I was taking a picture of them, and I found one in the woods out of the graveyard, and it was Miss Zion. Zion Miller lived to be almost 100 years old, and she died in 1978. So she she would have been, you know, right after or right at the beginning of the Reformation. Uh -huh. And she's out there buried by herself. And I'm like, well, either you pissed everybody off, or everybody pissed you off because you're over there with everybody else. Right. And I I'm applauding her because <laughs> you you want to be left alone. You got it. So I asked if I could take a picture of her, and I was using my little um, Instamatic camera. Uh -huh. And I, right when I took that picture, it came out, it developed as a negative. Now, I contacted Kodak, and they said it is impossible to take a negative photograph with that film. You can turn one of those pictures into a negative, but you have to peel the backing off. Uh -huh. Soak the picture in bleach, then soak it in water and let it dry out, and it'll turn out to be a negative. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, what about this? Uh, like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, great. Thank like, you so much. Um, yeah, like, how do you explain this? <laughs> yeah, they can't. They're just like, no, you're quack. Hang up on her. <laughs> so, okay, whatever. I'm used to that. Well, I hope they wouldn't go so, that far. Um, in the course of investigating or, you know, poking around the graveyard, being a tourist, taking my pictures and my video and, you know, whatever, um, I found that during the entire video and the EVP that I ran was on a magnetic tape, tape recorder, no birds, no bugs, no sounds. That's hmm. creepy. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Not on the video or the recorder. I'm like, no, I didn't even see any. I didn't see a single insect. I didn't see a single bird that a squirrel, nothing. Like what the heck is going on? So I imagine so, the noise level was pretty quiet too then. 
well, I'm deaf anyway, so, you know, good luck. But <laughs> even for me, I was like, this seems awfully quiet. Uh-huh. I could be wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I listened, I listened to the playback. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The video is absolutely packed full of static. So um, I've been back a couple times. I'm really loving the graveyard. This house is directly across the street from it. And they're like, oh, she's back. (laughs) (laughs) And that's about all there is. I mean, everybody will suddenly need to walk their dog or check their mail. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I just turn around and I wave at them. and, And I go over to this building to the side of the church and tucked a little bit into the woods, which may have been like their rec center or something. Mm -hmm. But when you step into these, within the the bounds of this cinder block building that no longer has a roof or a floor, um, it becomes, it's just a void. You can feel it. It's literally a palpable feel when you step within what used to be this building. I mean, I did happen to capture um, the face and body of an African-American man in one of the original windows that is still intact. Mm -hmm. And um, if you know anything about me, I love taking pictures in windows Uh because I catch some really great stuff in the reflections. Speaking of which, you had a set of pictures. I, I don't I think it was your house taken from outside and there appeared to be something in the window and there was a red light a red glow of some sort too uh-huh you remember that one I do uh-huh. I, I have several of those it's uh, this house I, I really don't know what to say about this house it, um, it's very strange it's almost like well because of the orbs those alone are just fascinating the orb storms i recently not strong ago posted a video of me standing in an orb storm waving my arms around and showing that it never changed the trajectory of the orbs right so in other words it's not dust and it's not bugs because um, just by displacing the air it would have changed the trajectory well yeah they would have swirled around your hands right exactly or they would have scattered but they never did that they stayed on course right well, i've so seen i've seen your orb storms, so there's something to see the things that are outside it's just this house is just a strange place mm-hmm. i've learned to love it and accept it so how's the museum Museum is defunct. Is it really? ate my museum. Oh, no. What ate her museum? Who ate it. Coronavirus. Oh. Well, on the upside, I brought a lot of those things over here. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> and, it was. Oh, and I did just post a, a video not too long ago. Um, I bought an antique table mm-hmm. and brought it in the house, and it seems to have stirred things up because I have a video of me exiting the front door and there's a cabinet that holds keys by the front door and the door always pops open on the cabinet because the wall it's an old house so when you slam the door the whole wall shakes if not the whole house right but on this particular instance there is a box a little metal box sitting on top of a wooden shelf and it's located between the door and the television set well this box flew 
off of the shelf out um, a good two feet went around the tv set to land on this new antique table i brought in and it rolled all the way across or it slid all the way across the table and stopped exactly at the edge hmm. i saw that so, video yeah i know isn't that cool i'm <laughs> so excited <laughs> but yeah so i mean you know activity um it, it goes up and down around here. I don't, um, I don't question it anymore. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. But <laughs> <So, laughs> most people would run out of the house screaming. I'm like, wait, how did you do that? <laughs> well, what gets me is you call yourself a paranormal tourist, and I get that image of you wearing a, a, a rod brim hat and a Hawaiian shirt. But uh, <laughs> yeah, with a fanny pack. Exactly taking right i'm i'm really i mean i'll throw a couple of instruments down just to see what happens right but, but it, i don't really can i try i really do try to conduct investigations but <laughs> i'm i'm not really that good at it i'm lucky as hell well this is what i was trying I what i was trying to say accident. <laughs> this is what i was trying to say you call yourself a paranormal tourist but you get a lot of hits I do. I'm very yeah. lucky. They, they seem to be drawn towards you. that has caused a lot of controversy. Uh-huh. I was say, uh, for, for I don't a know if you saw that picture of that ghoul I caught in the graveyard. Yeah. Um, one guy actually threatened my life <laughs> that one. And I, I was like, really? I was going to say, that doesn't make any I sense. Mean, really? what, what harm is it to him that, that he feels threatened by your picture? <laughs> I know, but that picture, every time I post it, causes so much trouble. I just like throwing it out every once in a while when I'm bored just to see you know, what will happen next time. Well, you get, um, you're scaring the straights. That's what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's like, you have your grandchildren dressed up in an outfit, and blah, blah. I'm like, you're crazy. First of all, my grandchildren would never agree to that without massive amounts of money. And second of all... Um, don't you think the people that were sitting around would have noticed it? <laughs> it would have been highly inappropriate to have my grandchild dressed up like this standing next to a funeral. And that was yep. another thing. It caused it big. You took a picture of a funeral? Well, yes and no. The funeral was about a quarter acre away, maybe uh -huh. more half acre away. And the original photo, you can't even see the funeral. It wasn't until I started expanding the photo to see what that white dot was that I caught this thing. Right. So, oh, yeah, that, that was, uh, people became high Christian over that one. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, you almost didn't catch it. You had to, you had to blow that image up quite a bit to actually see what was there. Yes, yes. Uh, I usually do that when I'm taking pictures in graveyards. I will expand the pictures and screenshot it and expand it again and screenshot it because you know how how highly technical I am. Mm. <laughs> well, now there's so, going to be people um, who will argue that, that you're getting artifacts when you do that, though, too. That's true. But you know what? I invite you to take that photo to any lab you want to. Mm -hmm. And you pay to have it, you know, uh, debunked. Because I'm not going to spend my money to prove what I know is already there. 
my question for people who say that, okay, you expand, you expand, expand, and artifacts. What artifact was going to manifest with a suit and tie? True that. And smile at you with a Jack in the Box head and a Pirates yes. of the Caribbean wig. Come yes. on! <laughs> no artifacts. I mean, you come out of pixelization with a suit and tie. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I've never seen sense. anything like that. But despite that, you know but there are people like who are I going to say that. Oh yeah. Well, of course, because it doesn't fit into their their personality. <laughs> but I, I tell them, you know, before anybody ever saw one of those, um, what are those freak, those freaky things called? Uh, rake. Before anybody ever saw a rake, the rake. Yeah. You know, nobody wanted to believe that. Nobody wanted to believe about the skinwalkers. Nobody wanted to believe about those two weird all leg clown suit wearing things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of California. And now the internet's all blown up with them. more today than we've ever imagined was even out there. But you know what? Get real. Mm -hmm. There is an entire realm that we're catching now because A, they want to be seen and B, we've got the technology. Yep. Yes, we do. So the big epiphany was that when I capture <laughs> these pictures of these things, they're looking back at me. And I'll have to tell you, that blew me away because I was like, wow, they see me and they're smiling at the camera. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> just no. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You're using an Instamatic, right? Or a digital camera or most, most of the time my phone camera. Okay. I was going to say it's been my experience that some of the older technology actually works better for this. That's why I used... That's why I use my tape recorder mm -hmm. because in, in this sounds corny. I don't care, but if it was good enough for Ed and Lorraine Warren and they got all the evidence that they got using the old gear, mm -hmm. then I have to say that it's fine. Yeah. And there have been several who have compared the old recorders with the new digital recorders and the evidence that was recorded on the old recorders. There's more of it. And it's a lot more clear than anything you'll get on a digital. And it's in most, in a lot of cases, the digital recordings don't pick up anything. That's true. That's true. Or it just picks up background noise, mm -hmm. you know. And here's my problem with the new technology that people are using: the spirit boxes, bull. I, find, I mean, just bull. I, to be honest, I have to find spirit boxes to be annoying. Just thank you. Just they're because, loud, yeah, they're you loud. Can't and, decipher. I've and never been able to decipher anything with Spirit Box. I, I can't even understand what the hell they're saying. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> My grandmother did what? Yeah. Well, I so, don't even get that. I get no. yeah. and, and every once in a while, you'll get maybe half a word. That's what I get. Right. And I'm having a problem with these other, other voice box things they use where it throws out random words. And just to use an example, Zach will say, it'll say like, bubblegum and Zach will be like the spirit used to chew bubblegum where is the bubblegum right and I'll say flippity flap it's under the flippity flap <laughs> yeah it's just right it's it's, too, it's, the device is just throwing random you words to throw out too much into it you know <laughs> it throws out this random word and you've got to figure out how to make it fit into your conversation right so if we're going to use something like that give me give me more than a word Mm -hmm. you're going to have to give me a whole sentence or you're going to lose me going around the mulberry bush. That's all I'm going to tell you. 
that's fair. So that's uh, that's why I like using the old recorders because basically I just turn them on and walk away. Uh huh. I I don't you know I don't I don't spend a lot of time I don't waste a lot of time talking. First of all, it feels stupid <laughs> sitting out there talking to yourself while exactly. the neighbors are walking their dogs, checking their mail, and going, "Oh God, she's crazy." <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I've talked about this on the show before. Um, before EVP really became a thing, there were people that would actually take their recorders out to cemeteries, mm-hmm. hit the record button, and just leave them on a tombstone and walk and just back away from it. They wouldn't say anything, they wouldn't do anything, and they would actually pick up voices exactly. and things like that. They didn't have That's to. That's what I do. Right. I don't need to prompt them. If they want to tell me something, then. You know, they've, they've been around long enough to know what these things are. Right. And they know how they work. So if they want to say something, have at it. Uh-huh. You know, if you want me to know something, you'll tell me. If you don't, then you're not going to say anything. Right. I'm off taking pictures of weird things over in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't spend a lot of time with that. Um, but I did, on Halloween night, catch, and this was one of the few times where I've actually tried to do an investigation. Um, I went up to the little park up the street from where I live. It's right next to the community center. And I hadn't ever given it any thought, but my granddaughter last summer wanted to see what it was like to play at the playground after dark. She'd never done it. So when I was taking her home one night, I said, do you want to try it? And she said, yes. Warm night, no breeze, nothing. And she's swinging, and these these swings are sunk. I mean, they are sunk in the ground. They're heavy, heavy poles. Uh-huh. And she's swinging, and the swing next to her suddenly starts swinging, and it's keeping time with her. Okay. So I'm watching her to see her reaction, and she doesn't really have any, and I'm watching that swing, and I'm like, uh-huh. So I didn't say anything to her until she got off the swing, so I didn't want her to fall off. I'm like, that swing was swinging with you. And she said, yeah, I saw that. I said, you ready to go? She goes, take me home. (laughs) 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 Suddenly it was no fun. Right. So I went back on (laughs) Halloween night and I got that really cool video. I mean, the minute I sat the REM pod on one of the swings, it never stopped lighting up. And I'm talking all four lights. Uh And then I, of course, you know, I love my Annabelle. Right. I put Annie Bell on the other swing, and I had her sitting up in that swing for 17 minutes, or almost 17 minutes, until I was talking to something there. I was calling it a little girl, and at almost 17 minutes, I said, well, Annie Bell's sitting over there, and she's not doing anything. If you want us to stay and play with you, you know, give her a little push, and I meant the swing. Right. But um, Annabelle got knocked on her ass. <laughs> I just started laughing. Poor Annabelle. That's awesome. But what I meant was get the swing a push, not beat the crap out of my doll. Right. <laughs> but, but you were specific. Exactly. You said push. Oh, I'm thinking this little five year old is like, hell yeah. You say it followed, it followed the letter of what you wanted. You said push. Push. Yeah, really I just laughed so hard. See, had you said push the swing, that might have been a different story. <laughs> you said, yeah, they, and push. Therefore, one plus one equals half. 
Yep. <laughs> I just laughed because she was literally flipped off the back of that swing. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a fun night, and that's one of the only times I've ever gone out by myself at night. But I, I felt safe over there. They were having a, a Halloween haunted house at the rec center, which was you know right there. So uh, I tried to run EVP, but that was that was a waste. Say, there was too much background activity, noise. Yeah. yeah, I can I can imagine that. Yeah, that was that was a fun time. I mean, I I still laugh. I made that into a little TikTok, and that's gotten over five thousand views. And every time I see it, I just giggle. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Sucks being sick. You gonna live? Barely. <laughs> you gonna live? I'm starting to wonder myself here. Oh, I, I don't know about living, but surviving maybe. Uh, no, you'll live. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm, I'm sure I will. You miserable, but I'll be fine. That's how I, I get caught. I have coughing. my Ouija board set up in case you don't. We'll do the interviews that way. Okay. <laughs> He's not supposed to enjoy his life. He's not supposed to enjoy his life. He's not supposed to enjoy Yeah, now I did try the Ouija board and um, I, I set it up and I, I did a live with that. But they, my mom used to do the Ouija board all the time and she's very good with it. But um, I have very little patience for, for things like that. I really don't have the focus to sit there and concentrate. Uh -huh. So if something doesn't happen immediately, I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> Tracy's mom could tell you work. stories about a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I used my mom's one time after she passed away. And uh, I set it up and I was like, mom, if you're here, give me a sign. There was a wham on the window. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> done. Finished. <laughs> and um, I don't even know what I did with that old board. But yeah, I just wanted to try it to see what would happen, you know, see if, see if anything bad would come in or whatever. <laughs> the cat was right there with me. She's like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a broke board. Ours doesn't work. <laughs> it's kind of disconnected line. So I just gave. I, I think that's a good thing after my mother's, my mother's experience. If you have a broken line on your board, it's a good thing, I swear. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> my my board's disconnected. <laughs> Not in service. Uh, I, you know what? It's I, I don't see the board as being any more dangerous than using some of the equipment that we use. People will argue one way or the other, but I'm telling you, when you're trying to use a REM pod to communicate with, that's an open line too. It is, yeah. It is in its own so effect a Ouija can, board, yes. We can't control. We cannot control what we think we're communicating with just because we're not using the Ouija board. Uh-huh. So I really do believe Ouija boards get a really bad rap. Well, yeah, they're a toy made by Parker Brothers. <laughs> right, right. And it's, you know, eight years old and up. Right. <laughs> so, which coincidentally is, according to Catholicism, the age of reason. Yeah. So in Catholicism, you cannot become possessed unless you're seven years old and older. That's Catholics for you. Yep. But mm -hmm. um, it's just coincidental that I don't know if the, if the Parker Brothers game actually says seven or eight years old. I thought it was eight, but who knows? But um, 
it's just coincidental that they made it at the age of reason uh-huh. <laughs> where you could become possessed. <laughs> so, so before the age of reason, you're just, uh, you're just an angry child then? <laughs> I, I, who knows, man, Damien's probably sad. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> he was not possessed. He was just pissed. <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, um, I don't believe that the Ouija board is any more dangerous than any of these other tools that we use. So before we let you go, Karma, tell us about your GoFundMe one more time, where people can find it. Uh, the GoFundMe is on the GoFundMe page. It's under P4, which is Paranormal for the Missing and Lost. Uh-huh. Uh, our goal is $20,000, which is hefty, but uh, it goes to a great cause. We are trying to uh, fund ourselves well enough to where if we get the opportunity we need to go to be somewhere to help find somebody that's lost yep and then uh the p4 site on facebook that is a private group now correct it is private so that we can work on these cases in privacy it's not a tourist destination Mm -hmm. it's um we're doing serious work right so there'll be a screening process at this point if anybody yes. else wants to join. Yes. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Um, but I do invite any psychics, any paranormal people, investigators, squatchers, um, anybody that's tech savvy, excuse me, <clears throat> anybody that's interested in doing research, you know, please, please. Or send me a friend request, contact me on Messenger, and uh, we'll see what we can do to help you out to join us. Well, great. Well, Karma, as always, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Look forward to having you on Thank again in the you. future. Nope. Thank you, Miss Karma. Hopefully, Thank the next time we talk to you, you're welcome. Hopefully, the next time we talk to you, P Four's had some success. I would love that. I really would. Not mm-hmm. for myself, but for the families of the missing. That's, yeah, that's really just that's the whole thing right there. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Well. We'll talk to you later, Karma. You have All a good right, night thank now. Thank you. Uh huh. Well, guys, it's always great to hear from Karma, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. She's fun, and I think, like I said, I think this P four thing is unprecedented. I still mm-hmm. do. I mean, I, I I don't see this as ever happened before where you've got a, a group as large as she's put together all focusing on the one goal and, mm-hmm. and not just you know not just police not just rescue but you got like she said you got squatchers you've got psychics you've got mediums you've got clairvoyance you know she's running the gambit here and, yep. and I hope there's some hits it seems like you've already had a hit Tracy I don't, I don't know if it's it's if it's tied to it or not, or if it's someone else coming back, you know, at me saying, "Hey, because this house is becoming more active." Yeah. Well, there's no such thing as coincidence. True. True. And yes, the house is becoming more active. That's because you're stirring more things up. Uh-huh. You're cleaning out the negativity. <coughs> Accentuate positive. <laughs> it just takes time. But that's all right. 
You'll get there. Yeah. So anyway, I think we've done enough damage for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we all call it a night. Time for that. Sounds like a plan. So everybody say good night. Good night. Good night. And stay spooky. And the last thing we do is... Cue the, the gremlin. gremlin. What in the Podcast is a part of the What in the Podcast network and is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other great podcast formats. You can find us on Facebook at the What in the Podcast Facebook group. If you have a great story idea or have a personal paranormal event that you want to share with us, email us at whatinthepodcast at gmail.com with your story, or you can leave us a voice message by clicking the link in the episode description. If you like what you're hearing, please don't forget to leave us a review and rate us five stars. It doesn't seem like much, but it helps us more than you can imagine. What in the Podcast is also made possible thanks to our sponsors and listeners like you. Thanks for listening.